Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined as always by Trace Finicaro and Silence. <laughs> that is a one Gunner Kennedy. Gunner, nicely done. It should have Nicely been a little done. bit more hissing at the end of the silence. Ooh, that's true. Speaking of silence. Of the hams. Of the Canadian game show hosts. Alex oh, Trebek wow. is no longer with us. Gunner. How do you feel about this? Trace, you go after Gunner. I will, f- I will follow up. So, I mean... It's it's good that they. Uh, hopefully, you know. Hopefully, it was without it was without pain. I mean, like it. You know, he was. He he was fighting with stage four there for a while. I feel like it's been like a couple of years. I mean, I'm not so sure it has been, but I feel like this has been for a while. No. Well. Yeah, and again, like, because it, it, actually, it really, it only he like he only talked about it in public like last year, March of two nineteen. He revealed it. Yeah, we're 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 in like a fucking time distortion field, so everything feels like it's been so far, so fucking far away. But yeah, you get you get that Nelson Mandela thing, where it's like he died and came back to life. It's like didn't didn't he talk about how he didn't he talk about this like back at the in 2016 or something 2015 taking a fucking victory lap but oh well you know he had to get one over on sean connery because he couldn't die he, he you know huh. he, he he had to outlive him yeah trace best game show host ever of all time no alex is not is he even in the running He's probably, he's he's probably you know the the most well known. If not, he should be now, right? I mean, you have like, uh, um, you know, you have other like long running shows like The Price Is Right, you know, The Gong Show and stuff. Um, but our generation doesn't talk too much about those hosts anymore. So in our, I'd say yeah, in recent history, he's 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 the most um, recognizable. I have a couple of things. Number one, um, I, from what I understand, battling cancer, he had to wear a wig. I don't really? know if that's true. I believe it is. Um, if so, sweet wig. Yeah, I, I didn't notice. Tell. I couldn't tell either. Um, if he didn't, and he was doing other forms of treatment that didn't involve, um, like radiation or whatever, you know, zaps all those hair follicles. Um, then maybe it was his own, but I just assume if he was in, you know, such a late stage, uh, pancreatic cancer that he was trying to get rid of it through, um, through some form of treatment. Um, the fact that he hosted right up until he died, I think is completely insane. Like I, I have a, such a hard time comprehending it. Like he was like the martyr of game show hosts, right? 
Like he just, he's like, he just kept doing it. I think that's fantastic. Like it's, I think it's cool for him to make sure that we remembered him that way. And I mean, I was watching, um, I was watching Jeopardy last week, new episodes. He was, he was hosting. He was great. Um, I have heard rumors that he has one more taped episode, uh, that they are going to play on like Christmas Eve. It's kind of like a remembers thing, like a little gift to, uh, to, to America. Yeah, a little Easter egg. Um, that said, I think he's a smug motherfucker, and I really didn't like him. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> so you're, team Con- you're, t- you're Team Connery, in other words. Yeah, like I would, I would hang out with Pat Sajak all day. He'd be so fun. So he so, just seems like a like Pat. Just seems vapid. Like he just seems kind of like shallow. And nothing against Pat, but it's just yeah, so. So, Tre- so Trebek is the smug one, and Sajak is not. Is that is that is that how you're coming down on this? I mean, was, this it was, is- maybe maybe it was his maybe it was his character. He had to be in character, and he just had to be smug. But yeah, like he just he so definitively corrected everyone as they said things. He would correct their pronunciations even if they got it right. I he just I, I guess when you always have the answers, you are getting paid to just always be right. And uh, yeah, he's just a smug fuck. He pissed me off every single time. Um, even when he like, like asked the people, he's like, it's like he was being forced to ask them a personal question. He's like, Oh, so you're a, uh, so you're a school teacher. And, and then, you know, th- this woman who's like super nervous to be on national television. She's like, yeah, um, yeah, I am. Um, yeah. So, so this one time I had a student and, and he, he was supposed to draw a picture of a frog and he brought an actual frog into class. Okay. Well, good luck to you. I, I agree with yeah. you there. I he's agree. I, like, yeah. He's like, fuck you and your family next. I, I won't call him smug. I will absolutely agree that he was, it seemed like he was. Like that aspect of the job, he was just done with after the years. <laughs> he was just like, I don't want to fucking know anything about you. I just any. <laughs> I hope. Well, yeah, but, but he's not. He's not the only game show. Like, um, who's the guy who did Family Feud? Who who does Family Feud now? Steve Harvey. Steve Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey's the same fucking way. Family Feud's weird. It's like Family Feud just wants. Like very chauvinistic ass grabbers. It's kind of their thing. They're like, we need a guy who just makes sexual connotations the entire time he's up here, just kisses women on the lips in front of their husbands. That's what we need for a host. And Steve Harvey's like, I could probably do part of that job. Well, yeah, maybe. He does. Okay, let's let's have the. Let, is Jeopardy so? Is Jeopardy the greatest? game show of all time that's a tough question <laughs> i think I'll it, it, well no because i mean it, it, so because this gets in this gets it like they're very they're very pitched to to demos because because there's um deal or no deal which kind of got its own weird thing um that's one of the whammies right well, no whammy, no whammy. No, no whammy. deal or deal or deal or no oh, deal. Oh, that was more you bell. Okay, yeah, but that's an that's like a that's from the eighties originally, right? Where you had to pick yes. like yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure people came up dressed up in like um, costumes. Oh, what's what's the one? What is the one with the whammy? 
Press your luck. That's what it is. Press your luck. Press. Yeah. Press. Press. Yeah. So it's press your luck. Let's yeah, who, make a deal. Who should be considered? The like, price who, is right. The price should, is right. Yeah. Is who should like? Sorry. Let's come up with like a no, no. Who should be considered? Who who's in and who's out? Because I say like press your luck. Probably not in there. Nope. Price is right. Definitely in there. Price is right. Arguably top two, three. I, I like the, the the price is right, but I I didn't. It wasn't specifically for its content. It was because you know most people could watch it and kind of have some skill um, if they were to just be randomly picked out of an audience. But they had cool stuff like um, was it Plinko or whatever? What's that thing like <clears throat> that? Plinko. Yeah. Plinko. Uh, yep. There were so many different weird little like 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 side games. You know, th the real game where you guess the right price was almost just. Like, yeah, I guess you can come up and actually play. The rest of it was just all these cool little side games. And I think that made it. I think that made that 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 show fun. Um, Jeopardy probably, it's probably one of the best from, you know, like, a, like a, just seeking out these skills. And what an odd skill to find, right? Like somebody that just knows all of that information all at once. Like no matter what topic is brought up, specific details, right? Like I know general information, <clears throat> but like it would get over to the section with like books and authors and stuff. And I would just like hide underneath my little desk. I wouldn't know. I would, I wouldn't know any of them unless I was forced to read it in high school. I wouldn't be able to answer any of those. Even when it's a, you know, a category that I'm good at, I'm like, Ah, I should know stuff about tech, but I don't really know what company bought that company back in, you know, 2004. So yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's objectively the best show ever. I think deal or no deal was one of the worst. Don't you think Connor? No. Well, I, I think more, you, you know, because there's very like a flavor, like a flavor of the time kind of thing too. Like it was uh, the weakest link. Um, who wants to be a millionaire? But like, you know, for like long time duration, you have you know you have Family Feud. The Price is Right, um, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. They're all like kind of I don't want to say golden. I mean, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune are Merv Griffin shows, so. And Mergif is kind of like TV royalty, mm. so they're kind of thing. But mm. but it's also is is it a host thing? Because like you yeah, know, the Bob, host. I think the host Bob, deserves Bob, a lot of credit. Yeah, Bob Barker and Alex Trebek were kind of like the state. You know, like and Patch Sajak, I guess, mm -hmm. like, kind of like statesmen almost at this point. Weird stuff yeah. though. Like like why did how come when Drew Carey took over the Price is Right, he kept the the itty bitty microphone? I think it just as a a nod. To like nostalgia, it's like just a little detail that, like you know, the only maybe I've, I've, people that were older would notice and understand why. I forced my son to watch that um that shopping one um the supermarket sweep supermarket sweep yeah I forced <laughs> him to watch it. I'm like, you got to watch this. The outfits I think were the funniest part. 
that that was a pretty cool concept though. You got to like run down an aisle and you, you got to get clues about the product name and you got to run down the aisle and find it. But that seems e- even trickier. Like if I'm in a supermarket, I can't find something that I know exactly where it is. So it's, I, I can't even imagine the pressure of having to find something that you're not exactly sure, you know, what it is. I, I don't know. I guess. So here's the thing: is who who has the panache and kind of inanity in pop culture to take over from Trebek? Do you get a name? He named his successor. He named his successor, from what I understand. But I don't. I think that they said like he mentioned someone that he thought could do it, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if they actually released it because if they do that. Like the network show, still owns the show. A lot of pressure. Right? Show will be <clears throat> yeah. so much fun without an asshole hosting it. He's not. Well, it's, it's, it's actually it's so unfair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He just. Oh, oh, oh. He was really Jeopardy's, good at being smug, though. He was really good at being smug. Jeopardy's weird because it's it's a syndicate. It's a syndicated show. Like it's in prime time, but. It's just been on for so you know, like it, it's it's like it's literally survived the death of the media, the two mediums that carried mm-hmm. it. That's true. Put 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 your back behind that fucking podium. See how good he does. Cocky fuck. In two thousand eight, I guess this is back in two thousand eighteen. In an interview with TMZ, Trebek suggested that L.A. Kings hockey announcer Alex oh. Faust would make mm. a great replacement. He likes it because they got the same first name. Maybe. I I I think I think I think uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is your uh, next look. Is, I mean, or they could just, or you just do rotating host. Yeah, I don't know if that would work. I think you do need like a, you need somebody to stand out. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, I don't think I don't think Drew Carey's as good as Bob Barker was, but he's it's his now. Yeah, you know who they could. So, well, I I I think I think there's. There's at least one qualifying characteristics that's implicit is that the new host has to be Canadian. And now mm-hmm. we have to come up with Canadian celebrities to, to, to that are personable to, to fill that role. It's an interesting. So theory. actually, it, the, actually here's, here's, here's two takes jeopardy with Mike Myers versus jeopardy with Ryan Reynolds. How would that go? No. Mike Myers. No, I mean, if any, if either one is going to go, I'm going to go Mike Myers. But the only Mike bold... Myers, I'd be okay with as the murderer. Yeah, <laughs> just standing there staring at the contestants. Yeah, he'd he'd have the exact yes. same face that Trebek has. <laughs> All right, enough Actually, of this. That, enough that, this that might, of Trebek. That might be Snake bite. <laughs> oh man, talk oh, about Mike, call them. Talk about the ferrets, Trace. Yeah, so the um, weasels. I, I love weasels, by the way. Seriously. So, what's the difference? So, first of all, um, I'll just announce that the, the, the topic. Um, Denmark's going to kill fifteen mil- million minks. Now, besides sweet coats, what are they good for? I mean, I'm sorry. What's the difference between minks a are mink and excellent a ferret? hunters? I think minks. I know mink makes are very very good at hunting like I mean, rodents and things like yeah. that. They are they are murder machines. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are they are but they are they are mustelids as it were. What? That's the species. So must a mustelid. Is M-U-S-T-L-I-D. that the same as a ferret or different? 
No. F- so ferrets, weasels, mm-hmm. re- uh, skunks, mm-hmm. and minks mm-hmm. are all members of the mustelid family. Oh, okay. And wolverines, right? And fish And wolverines. Is there, and badgers. Are, are there coats badgers. sweeter than mink coats? Well, Is there, like, can you yeah. have a, like a badger coat? I think I think minks are especially desirable from a coat perspective mm-hmm. because they sweat some weird shit that basically makes their fur yeah ridiculously shiny hydrophobic. or like grow in ridiculous. Well, it, it, it's what? it's hydrophobic. Oh, so so like as their as their as their pelt grows out. Mm-hmm. Their hair fiber, their hair fiber structure is really. Um, so the good question is, blowing out. is Denmark going to sell a bunch of coats after this? Well, you know, I mean, you, those 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 minks those minks are getting pe- you know getting peeled one way or the other. I mean, you know, like a. So what their, I, I, their justification for killing them is that there's a mutation of the coronavirus that they have found in the minks, so that they're afraid that. They're like, well, let's just kill all of the minks, which is 15 million of them. Let's just kill 15 million minks because we don't want this mutation to make it back and become oh, the Denmark see, virus. Well, and what maybe this is maybe this is where I've heard wrong. My understanding was that because of their containment procedures, they they had brought COVID into the the mink farms, but that they had te- they'd already tested workers with the new, the, detecting the new strain that they'd seen in the mink population as well, and that was kind of why they're panicking. Is that because you have this giant breeding colony that you've seen this new you've seen this new version of it? Because the the mink one's actually more communicable communicable than the original Italian strain of COVID. Yeah, it says that the mutated virus was found in a dozen people who got infected yeah. by minks. Man. Well, it's, it's, it's it kind of what half, coronaviruses are good for. It says half of the 783 human COVID-19 cases in northern Denmark are related to mink. We're we just going to keep off in every species that that picks up this virus. Well, I mean, we d- we did manage to give it to killer whales, so I mean, do we really? We're we're, we're really good at it. Yes, they found it in they found it in orcas and porpoises in the wild now too. We're really good at this. Speaking, Trace, have you ever heard of a stoat? Um. I think it's uh it's in the weasel family. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like I don't remember why? I don't. Maybe it's in one of the. Maybe it was in one of the games that I was playing. It's tiny, but mm-hmm. this little fucker can take down like a jackrabbit, like six times its size. It's badass. It's like a. It's like weasels a are amazing. Yeah, mongoose are awesome too. I love. I don't think I mongooses are mustelids. No, I don't think so either. Oh, you know, snake bite, stoat bite, stoat, yeah, stoat bite, even better. Um, 
so we talked about this after the podcast, so no one else heard about it. But uh, apparently in Oregon, they have legal. They have voted to legalize. Uh, I don't know. I can't pronounce the word, but I'm sure that Gunner will be able to. Uh, commonly known magic magic mushrooms for uh, medical use only. However, this is exactly kind of how marijuana started, and it looks like a lot of places are. There are other states trending towards this. I know New Jersey is one of them. I think South Dakota might be one as well, but they are. Uh, it's. I think this this could probably be the next trend. Um, I believe that they are using microdoses of these to uh, help with clinical depression. They have found that using these using magic mushrooms and microdoses is, is significantly more effective than like you know the, your typical uh, antidepressant. Uh, but Gunner, can you tell us a little more about these? about these other states and kind of what, what you think is going to, going to happen? Well, yeah. Just what you think, Gunner. So, so I mean, part, part of it is that it's, I mean, you know, this, this, this gets into the idea that effectively we have, um, despite, pretenses and arguments to the other side we're kind of we're kind of in a a, a a liberal phase on a lot of things right now and it's a rejection of some of the very like autocratic drug laws that are on the books on the on the federal side um i mean it's it's i'm i'm amazed that new jersey fucking went full full legalization and to stop, I mean, like you know, they need the tax money. I mean, like I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad because at least it makes it makes New York finally f- stop dicking the dog, and they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to do a lot of very, uh, they're gonna have to finally, you know, like they're gonna have to piss, they're gonna have to piss or get off the pot because there's been some hemming and hawing on like what they're gonna do for all the people that they have currently incarcerated in New York State for previous drug convictions for at least marijuana and now that like new jersey says we want everybody from new york city to come on down you know no questions asked they're like yeah if we're gonna legalize it here we probably gotta gotta fix that shit but i i'm there's a lot of like what you would normally consider pretty conservative states on that list too so what are the badass musicians gonna sing about um mutant league mutant league football i mean like yeah, it, it, it's we're we're here. Actually, did we talk about this last week? The fucking t- t- Tyson basically yes, rebuilding his entire. Okay, but it's like, dude. So we got we got rec- we have quote unquote responsible recreational drug use getting normalized in the states, barring nuttiness. I mean, like we're we're like three-fifths of the way to fucking go in full mutant league in professional sports. Um, I mean... Is it just time to call it on the war on drugs? Can we just kind of... Kind of yes. didn't work? <laughs> we lost. Well, I, we lost I'm, I'm... 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 Well, yes... What was Vietnam? What was the war on drugs? A question a child might ask, but not a childish question. Um... I'm really Imagine. interested to see <laughs> what the fuck's going to happen with the narco states. Yeah, you imagine you imagine us just like 
completely fixing the like the the drug trafficking issues with Mexico by just not making it illegal anymore. Well, they've like, like they've had sorry, to pivot <laughs> since the weed. No, like since weed, they've like the cartel has had to pivot to meth. Like they're now like they had it's to like start gas. making way more meth. It's like gas well, prices. It's like um, the corner across the street has lowered their price on marijuana. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to make some cuts. I'm sorry, sorry, Johnny, but um, we're not gonna pay you to murder people anymore. <laughs> Need you to work out in the field. It's harvesting. Oh, and you're gonna have to do that for free, and you're gonna have to come in on the weekend. Well, it's it's what's nice. cr- it's it's what you know. Again, like a fucking the. F- was the who's the guy who won at the end of the wire? Was it Marlo? Fucking dick! I haven't seen the end of the wire yet. That being said, it's uh, probably it's what fifteen years old. So fuck me for getting mad about it. What did you I just? Well, I don't how know. did you not finish that show? Did you start watching it live? I stopped. <laughs> I stopped watching it after season two. Oh. I just other things happened in my life, and oh, I just wow. kind of let it go. Away. One of the wire seasons got really weird because they just like get, like had like nothing to do with it. But um that wasn't that the one where um where the guy, there was an entire scene, it was like a five minute scene of just two of the reporters saying fuck. I, I, don't, I, don't, remember. I don't remember that. I mean it had Idris Elba chewing the fucking scenery. Are you talking about uh, Omar Gunner? Yeah, it was. He was. Okay, um, it was three minutes and thirty seconds of them just saying "fuck." Just that, that one word. They used three. I'm sorry to interrupt the Omar question. Three minutes and thirty-two seconds of the two detectives, like McNulty and whatever the other guy's name was, just saying the word "fuck." <laughs> that was the entire three minute scene and they kept saying it differently like they'd find like some evidence on the wall you'd be like fuck and then they'd like find some blood on the floor and they'd be like fuck okay I'm done with the fuck Stringer scene Bell. Stringer Bell Stringer Bell uh, okay but no I mean like fuck so that like is it as I'm terrible because I can't remember what the fuck. Oh, who is the actor who played Omar? I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, it's not Woods. It's Michael. Uh, Michael. Michael K. Michael K. Williams. Williams. That's it. Because yep. yeah, he had a he had a fucking like bang up run on HBO there for a while because he did that and he did Chalky. Um, he's played Chalky. Uh, Chalky, Chalky White. White and, yep. And Boardwalk Empire. And Boardwalk yep. Empire. What what's the worst case scenario if the war on drugs ends? Like everything just gets legalized and people just do what they want to do. I guess. Well, the, is the law really stopping all... anyone from getting addicted to heroin? It's just the world's just going to be an episode. It's just going to be like a Woodstock concert. It's going to be fantastic. Well, because that's one of the things for that that one that that passed in Oregon is that like effectively they made it a civil offense. It's like, hey, you got heroin on you. Okay, it's a hundred dollar fine. I wish they'd stop Great. stuff like um like open container tickets and and stuff like that. I think that those I think some of those laws are weird because I know it doesn't really have to do with drugs, it has more to do with alcohol, but like uh 
I don't know. Like the public intoxication stuff. It's like, well, everyone goes to the bar and gets drunk once in a while. Like it's a crime to be drunk in public. Like, how do you, what do you do? Like you just have like an asshole, just hang out with you and make sure that you're, you're not in public. Like at any point in time, like when you come home, it's like, okay, I'm just going to have this guy sit there and just shove me into a car. Like at last call, like I can't even walk. Like what if the bar is down the street from your house? You're not allowed to walk. I don't like that. And the whole, the whole open containers bullshit too, because like, um, yeah, you just get a fucking coffee mug and just pour some booze in there. You know, like you're getting you get in trouble. Or a Gatorade bottle. Yeah, you get in trouble if it's like, if it looks like a beer bottle, not if it like is actually alcohol. And um, I mean, I guess you would, you could if if the, if the cop were to get his hands on it and smell it. But like, I, I feel like a lot of that, like the over-policing of, um, of stuff like that. You know, it's only a matter of time before we embrace it. Marijuana is the is it's the gateway drug, right? So it's the gateway so that all of these other illegal narcotics so, make it into our households. It's such horseshit. Like <laughs> so obviously booze is the fucking gateway drug, if there is such thing. To yeah. people try different shit mm-hmm. when they're inebriated. That's yeah. That's yeah. the real gateway Wait. drug. Wade, you were asking about like what's going to happen as far as law enforcement if all these things are. Oh no, I just say what's the worst thing that happens? Well, what's the worst thing that happens is that you have all these fucking crazy military police forces that are freed up to uh, find new ways to make trouble, and they don't have a clear defined. They don't have a clearly defined job. You know. I mean, half 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 of them are fucking funded by taking taking stuff and making you fight to go get back it to back. just having bad people, dude. <laughs> I don't know what do you do. They have a lot of people out of work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm wrong. Like you work bad at, for people losing their jobs, but honestly, they're like, like they're like you work at that jail, dude. There's just there's like there's bad people there. Like, how do you are you afraid of your life every day? Not like. I mean, I'm not trying to minimize the work of a corrections officer, but yeah. Yeah, just bad people. Only bad people in jail. Yeah, you know, like murderers, rapists, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Man. Snake bite. Riddle me this. HP is in the news about a free ink for life plan. Trace, could you tell us more? Yeah. <laughs> I certainly can. Um, so <laughs> HP has a, a, a variety of different options for um, ink. And so <laughs> what what's really happening is um, they've decided to get rid of, of, of a quote-unquote free ink plan. And this, this free ink plan was really, really odd to begin with. It's kind of like Verizon offering a free cell phone plan. It's like, okay, where is the catch? And for a lot of consumers, um, you know, they finally found the catch. Now, what HP, anyone who owns a printer, whether it's HP Epson or whatever, brother, they, the ink's a very expensive portion of it, and they know this. And uh, the other thing is, is that often the printer won't function properly, even if just one of the ink cartridges is uh, too low. So 
as a result of this, a lot of the times when people want to print, they can't. And then when they go to the store, they spend, they, they end up spending quite a bit just to get, you know, one document to print out. So people generally have this distaste for the, the, um, the, the, the ink, they hate the ink and, uh, HP knew this. So they, they're like, well, you know what, why don't we have our smart printers just order more ink for you? And people are like, no, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not giving you my credit card number and you just decide when I need new ink. And HP's like, yeah, that's a good point. People would rather just go to Walmart or the nearest super center and grab ink. So how can we get more people into this plan? So what they did is they created this free ink for life, right? And the free ink for life is this, this membership level of the, you know, they send you ink and bill you for it. It's the $0 level. And what free ink for life did was for no money out of pocket, if you printed less than 18 pages a month, they would just send you ink when you needed it. But if you exceeded 18 pages, then they billed you for the ink, right? This is a very fucking weird, shady practice that they're pulling. Um, well, what happened was HP really wasn't making money on this. So they decided that even their lowest tier, the free tier, is 99 cents a month. Um, what's even crazier about this is if you exceed the 99 set plan, then they just automatically bill you based on how many pages you print, not necessarily how much ink you use. So this is a really weird thing where they're pretty much billing you per page. So if you print a page with just one tiny little bitty black dot on it, or hell, even a blank page, if you, if you literally print a white page to your printer, they count that as the amount of pages that you've used and they're billing you based on this. So... <laughs> <laughs> so yes, their free ink for life plan has been replaced with a uh, 99 cent a month plan. And uh, if you don't pay it, your printer simply stops working. I don't even know where to begin. I, I don't really <laughs> print that sh that much shit at home anyway. So I guess it's just, I wouldn't. Who who's printing stuff at home at this point? Not at businesses. I understand businesses. At home, who is really needing to print stuff at home? Well, I mean, other than my collection of photo photo printers and uh, you know my fucking uh, circuit stuff. I mean, Kira. I think actually Kira was in the predecessor to this this uh, this HP plan. Like, I don't know, like, it's, I, the the question becomes, is printing died off at home because nobody prints anything or nobody prints anything because it became such a fucking nightmare <laughs> to deal so, with all of this fucking revenue-seeking bullshit that comes with it? So, I, who prints at home is a good, I think it's a good question, Wade. I think it's a fantastic question. Um, I mean, first of all, when it comes to schoolwork, um, a lot of content is still printed and, and it, it's still mandated that it's printed. 
um, not mandated by any like fe- like government body, but it's just it's just how they do it. Like a it, it, a teacher is going to print something, send it home with the kids, and then it's going to go back. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to print that stuff. Um, there's also a lot of people who like to print. So like let's say you're doing a research paper, some people would rather you know print up some of their research and then go through it with a highlighter um, rather than doing it on an electronic device. Um, there's also something to be said for having a tangible anything, right? So like, um, you know, I, I've been trying to get some of my, um, I've been trying to get a contractor to do some work on my house and I need to hire an architect and the, it's, you always print out the plans, right? The blueprints always get printed. And then you walk around with a contractor. You could technically have a tablet and pinch zoom on the architectural drawings, but you always have the printed copy. It's just the way that it works. Um, so there's, I mean, there's definitely use cases. I, I think what you're hinting at, and I would tend to agree, is that there's less use cases. Um, mm-hmm. Like my wife, for example, she loves to have a physical calendar somewhere in the house. I don't really like the physical calendar because if I write something on there, then my pocket doesn't buzz when something needs to go off. Um, but she really likes it because, you know, when she's taking the kids out the door for school, um, you know, she stops, looks at the calendar. She's like, okay, here's your lunch money. It's pizza today, you know, and she's got everything that she needs without having to unlock a device, without having to worry about if her battery's charged, um, you know, or you know, some type of distraction on her phone. So I think there's still like a pretty good use case for printing. I'm a little biased. I own a, a software company that specializes in printing. Um, I think there's a pretty good use case. I think what's more interesting about this though, and I think you kind of nailed it on the head is like, when you say, why would you print? Maybe, maybe a better question is, is like, what is the actual use case? Because if the use case is very, very rare, then why wouldn't the printer be something that you would only pay for once in a while, right? Like, sure, I'll pay, I'll pay HP, you know, for every copy that I print because if anything goes wrong with this printer, they just send me another printer. If that's the way that it works, then it's you're kind of just leasing a printer at that point. What's odd though is they aren't really in a leasing a printer. Um, they, they aren't really doing that yet. They're really just leasing the ink. And that's why people are so upset about this because some of these printers cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And because they signed up for these ink plans, um, you know, they're finding themselves getting billed for printing a page, which, I, you know, at the end of the day, it just feels weird. It feels weird to get billed for printing on something that you own. The the odd part about it is you don't, you technically don't own the ink. The ink is what's really being loaned to you. But what's even stranger is that they have gone out of their way to prevent third-party ink providers from working with your printer. So they're really kind of forcing you into this into this model. And I think that's why people are so upset. Gotcha. Fair enough. Snake bite. Oh man. Elon Musk tequila. <laughs> he, he's selling you, you tequila. The- what's that? You sound like the least enthusiastic person to talk about tequila ever I, right I now. I know. Man. I'm so tired. I can't even imagine taking a shot of this interesting Tesla brand uh, tequila, which is $250 a bottle like at this point, I guess, at this point. Um, well, it's it's all, it's all sold out, and now it's eBay scalper fodder now, right? I mean, what was the... what was 
The hot, what was so is this just a limited run? Like what are the details on this? Oh, actually, yeah, see, not negative, negative, negative. Let me poke around because no, I, 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 I don't, I don't think, I don't, I, I don't believe it was like the, I, I don't think it's like the flamethrower. I think it's like a a regular product, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's something weird. Like they're they have all this land they bought for the fucking uh range down in texas to build fucking spacex so it's like hey we got all this desert we bought maybe we should go to some fucking cactuses and make some booze and then when mexico sues them to fucking say you can only call it tequila if it's from the tequila region you know otherwise it's sparkling cactus piss he's like uh come at me bro sorry sorry (laughs) trace go ahead come at me bro um, it's believed to be the first. It's believed to be the first liquor sold by an automaker. <laughs> nice. I um, find that to be interesting. Um, and it, it first popped up in April 2018 when he tweeted a photo of himself passed out against a Model Three, surrounded by these Tesla key Tesla Tesla uh, Tesla Kila. Yeah, Tesla Kia bottles. Um <laughs> with dried Aww. tears still visible on his cheeks. Um and in the tweet okay. he was holding a photo that said bank whooped. So it started as an April Fool's joke that he was like announcing that he was bankrupt and he had all of these custom tequila bottles. Like just for this tweet because he's fucking Elon Musk. And uh, I don't know, I guess he decided 2020 was the year that he actually made those bottles and sold them. Um, Some of them are selling for as high as $5,000 on, uh, on eBay. Um, Although the average, the average price for a bottle right now, now these are $250 originally, the average price they're selling for is about seven hundred dollars at this point wade mm-hmm. you ask what what's the, what's the deal it's this is what this is what uh silicon valley nut job meets apartheid blood emerald uh fortune spawns it's he's he's gone he's gone mad he's gone mad from solar cells and apartheid blood emeralds great fuck so I, I I do want to qualify. He did partner with an actual tequila company to make this product. So it's basically it's te- you know it's a, the Tesla branded bottles and stuff like that. It is an actual tequila. It is grown in the it is grown in the 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 region of te- of Mexico that it has to be to be an actual tequila. Not that you, not that that not that anybody really cares. I mean it's. Is that like, how are you, how like are you about tequila? Is that like champagne and it's yes. Yeah. It can yep. only be officially called tequila if it was made in Mexico. Just like champagne can only be um called champagne if it's made in France. Yes. Otherwise it's sparkling wine. Yeah. So what's tequila called if it's not made in Mexico? <laughs> yeah, what is tequila called if it's not made in Mexico? I don't know. Like mule piss or something? Ugh. 
how 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 do you feel about tequila? I mean, other than the ugh that you, you just visibly expressed, what is what is what is the regret the next day from tequila other than the hangover? Well, like Jägermeister is immediately is is an immediate regret. <laughs> I I like tequila sometimes. I I I don't know it. The stuff that tastes a lot like tequila, like Jose, I have a hard time with. Um, it just has like a very, very uh, pungent taste that I I don't really love. But like I can do some of the ones that are that are a little bit smoother. I can drink those. Like you know, do a margarita or something. But sippy sip. I don't I don't like them too sweet though. Yeah, tequila sunrise. Yeah, those are pretty good. I uh, ended up watching uh, Borat over the weekend. Yeah, what you think? Subsequent, subsequent movie film. <laughs> um, liked it. Uh, mm-hmm. story was was better than the first, but the shock factor obviously is. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't really there. That being said, there were. This is what I didn't. It's not that I didn't care for it. It's just like at some point, some of that was actors, right? Not all of that was real, but it, I had a difficult time discerning mm-hmm. who the like that that debutante ball were. Those fucking guys really all that creepy with their daughters? Because because that that one I couldn't tell. That one was, there was like, actually I, I, I didn't read it, but um, you know, because the internet just monitors what you do now and it knows what movies you've watched. One of the, there was a news article that said, you know, that the um that, that 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 one creepy guy, like his daughter, had spoken out to the media about all of that. But I didn't click on it and read it because I get creeped out when they just spy on my movie watching. It's like you don't have to just keep jamming articles about stuff I just watched. That's creepy, but I don't know. I, I don't know how much of that was real. I, I assumed that the ball was real. Um, what, what, you know, what, what made me think the same thing though, was like, um, when he kept sending the faxes back and forth. Yeah. Like that guy, there's no way that guy is, I mean, I'm not saying he's an actor by any means, but I'm saying that he knew exactly what was going on. I, I find it hard to believe that nobody, like that there's still anybody out there that doesn't know who Borat is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he he wore disguises um, through a lot of it, so I can understand how they would have been bamboozled. But uh, yeah, it's like some of the there was just such a lack of reaction. Um, you know the um, the you know the nanny that he hired for a small amount of time to yes. watch his daughter. Um, yeah. Did you see that? There's a GoFundMe for her. Did we I mention had... this on our previous podcast? Yep. She's it's got like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> people are like she's a nice woman let's just give her money i think she ended up like she was laid off or she she was unemployed when the movie was shot and they're like let's just give her money and uh and sasha actually sent her a he put he donated when he saw the fundraiser he donated a hundred thousand dollars himself but i don't know i don't know how much of it was staged how are we doing on time Um, Almost at an hour. We've only been recording for about four and a half minutes, so we got fifty-six, <laughs> about fifty-five and a half minutes left. Okay. 
God, 22 will never, 2020 will never end. What what do we have to look forward to in 2021? What's everyone? Ho- well, Gunnar, you pose the better question. I'm not posing it correctly. You, you, you pose it. What is it? Like, wh- the yo-yo wh- thing? Wh- what do you think? Oh yeah. Like what, what do you think is coming down the pipeline 2021 to kind of counterbalance the complete uh, shit sandwich that has been the 2020 year and will probably continue to be so for a little while longer to counter like, or making it worse. I think no to counter it. Like, you know, like on the positive, your positive, you, you have your negative karma accumulating right now, but you gotta have some positive waves to, it's hard for me to say that without getting out. political because there's a lot of political stuff going on right now. It's hard for me to answer that without being political. Um, so I guess, um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, I it's hard for it me to picture to anything like, that's it positive. Be, it doesn't have to be anything big. I mean, like you know, like big, bo- I mean, like I don't know, like fucking Starlink going into general public availability and mm. making every every one of these fucking ISPs that drag their dicks on getting mm-hmm. wiring done, mm-hmm. fucking yeah. finally eat a punch in the, you know, get a get a swift kick in the face. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah. I'm hopefully, getting married this next year. That'll be oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I can do. I hopefully I can. Hopefully, I can finish the magic trick in time for your your, your wedding. <laughs> you have um, no I idea mean, how hard it is stepping out of a mirror. <laughs> the, the podcast is gonna is gonna actually replace our day jobs. Man, that's, can you um, imagine that? Happen. Can you imagine that shit? That would be a fucking dream come true. Oh, uh, we're gonna have to start do. We're gonna start work doing a, like. Way more proper. Uh, the next, like, we can have we can have this conversation on air. Why not? I, I think like the next step is like, is like reincorporating the video. I gotta somehow figure out my my fucking camera so it's not zooming into my face, and then mm-hmm. like live streaming on Twitch and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I have to do more research into that. There's a, a, a I, as well. there's there's a, there's quite a few successful podcasts that do. Um, that do video streams, they do live streams on YouTube. I don't know, I don't know how popular they are on Twitch, um, just because I'm not on that platform. But yeah, I mean, I see quite a few of them. Um, some of them largely successful on YouTube. But the the one thing that they have, and I don't know if we have it, um, it would be interesting to see, is they usually have like this one like compelling guy that somehow is just like he's like that Jeopardy contestant. And he just knows like these very specific details about everything. You know, I think we are like collectively like, like a third of a Jeopardy contestant, not to insult any of us. Um, but I think we're like a third of a Jeopardy contestant. There's just, some people just have these, like they can just reach down and pull out these very, very specific facts about any topic that's brought up. It's yeah, very impressive. I think they also like a lot of the successful ones have like producers that can like, mm-hmm quickly Google shit and put and push it to their console yeah yeah i'm sure but i mean like the one that i'm watching i i don't think they have that no yeah like like there's um yeah there's one i i, I wish i could remember the name of it but i don't you know i don't want to give them more plays we need more plays that's right until until they plug us we're not plugging them um but what's interesting is they have like like this specific one, like the guy usually he's usually the one that talks the most and knows the most. And then he's got like the other people are almost just like commentators there. It almost reminds me of like a Howard Stern where there's like almost these permanent commentators that are just 
kind of there to just kind of keep bringing up things in his head so that he'll just talk more. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Gunner knows everything about everything. I don't think that, I, I don't think that's what we're missing. And I don't necessarily think that we would ever get there with a one man show, like with other supporters. I think yeah. we would do something like something like rooster teeth used to do or funny or die. Like there are plenty mm-hmm. of shows where there's not really a, a main person talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we could, I think we, I don't think we need, we need like, like that. Maybe not. I, I guess my point is, is that if like a lot of the topics that we get into are very, um, like for like like the, the the current events topics, right? If we're just plugging away at them yeah. and we're just reiterating what somebody else wrote, right? So we're just like we're just you know regurgitating journalism, and that's fine. There's a demand for that, but I think a lot of people want to hear, you know, want to hear our take on it, and I, that's the part where I personally struggle, you know. So like. <laughs> like even on even on like like social media like somebody somebody will say something and I'll like I'll start arguing with them and if they pull out some really really deep list of facts I'm like ah, I don't I don't know if I want to research all of these facts and come back with a, an organized rebuttal like how much time how much time do I put into this and uh I don't know that's how it, for me it's a for me it's a little bit tough so I hope you guys aren't upset like if I'm like um yeah, the friendship snakes paying the bills, but I kind of miss my old job. <laughs> I miss my old day job. Sorry, guys. I don't want to be on friendship snake anymore. This job is too much. Unfortunately, um, it's not like that. Well, fortunately, <laughs> we just wait. Well, that, 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 that's, that's when we create an elaborate chat bot and deepfake, <laughs> deepfake you on the show. True. Oh, man. We'll just Did take that- all these clips of your voice. Have you seen like like somebody got um Hey Wade, um, are you ready got, to have home today? <laughs> yeah, somebody got like some movie scenes and they just like um what was the what was the 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 Tarantino one um with like the Hitler character in it? Well actually Hitler in it. What was which movie was that? Inglorious, Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. Yeah, yeah. Somebody got like a scene from Inglorious Bastards and they had um they put like Adam Sandler's face on like on like one of the like one of the Nazis, and like he had they had like quotes from the Water Boy, and his, his mouth was perfect because the deepfakes like have no problem, you know, like you know, like moving the mouth to look like they're speaking. And he just comes out and he's like fucking shouting like these fucking Water Boy phrases while he's batting somebody's head off. And it's like it's just a joke at this point. It's a bear Jew. It's a bear Jew. It's a golem. Yeah, it's just a joke at this point that, you know, it's like, well, this is kind of funny to see Adam Sandler just run out of a cave and bat somebody's head off, which I don't know. I, I it, it takes a it's a specific type of humor. But how long before we just don't know, like we just don't know what's real and everything's deep faked. And it's like, I don't know if that news anchor is a person, <laughs> you know, like Alex Trebek just like just comes back. <laughs> That would be the worst part about deep fake. I have to deal with that fucker for eternity. He's he's immortal at that point. Oh my he's god! He's smug forever, dude. He would Just be programmed to be even more smug. <laughs> no, no. What's what's worse is that uh, thank thanks to Oculus, they can actually detect how irritated you know, like. They can they can do like real time analysis of how pissed you are becoming, and tell her. <laughs> 
You know what might be worse though? What if they made Alex Trebek like Jolly? How scary would he be? I mean, he's like, had moments of of happiness. I, I know, I but I mean, like, he... like um, you know, like the like the like the Joe Biden like half half mouth smile, like that type of like. I don't know. It, I don't know if I'm being like hypnotized right now, or if this person <laughs> is legitimately happy, or if this person is just a sociopath that's like ready to ready to nuke the world. Like, like you're like that's not the Alex Trebek that I remember. Why is he smiling so much? I want the smug one back. Bring back the bring, smug. Bring back the smug. <laughs> bring back the smug love. Is, is, is this going to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger smiling in the Terminator movies? And it's like, Uncle Bob, you need to, you need to stop that. He needs it. It's, it's just traumatizing children. <laughs> so, um, Snake bite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do that. You you are. You are. <laughs> I'm just I'm out of steam. I know. I know. All right. Well, um, we do have five minutes left. You can't cut us. You shit. can't cut the show I short. We won't we won't cut it short. We won't cut it short. <laughs> um so uh so hey Trace. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hey uh, Twice. It looks like uh, Netflix is um, is doing some uh, some copyright takedown stuff over that controversial cuties uh, show. Has um, anyone seen you, that? Have you seen that movie it. or no? No, I haven't either. Is if if people haven't heard yet, this there's this movie Cuties, which they claim is a coming of age film, but I'm pretty sure it's about a preteen joining a twerk team, mm-hmm. like a national work team i don't know the age of this girl but she's clearly not of legal age and is i don't uh i've heard several things about it i've heard kind of from both sides mm-hmm. i've not seen it and i just i don't know if i have any really interest but, in seeing it so isn't this a problem that we've had we just it's just took netflix to expose it the fact that we're getting girls and we're dressing them up like little itty bitty girls. We're dressing them up like adults, right? And asking them to dance like adults and to act like adults on stage for us. 11 years um, old, by the way. Yeah. Like we've been doing this forever. We do it with beauty pageants. We do this with dancing. Um, and the interesting part about it is, is it's like, do you remember, um, uh, you know, like, like watching the Olympics and you're like, you're like, wait, these gymnasts are are 13. And it's like, well, yeah, that's like the best age to for the girls to be doing some of these 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 tricks and these routines. And it's like, whoa, that's that's fucking crazy. They're in the Olympics at that age. That's just insane. Like they have the rest of their life ahead of them. And I think the reality is, is there's there's certain types of of whether it's uh sports or arts where um where women or girl in this case girls are best like they they need to start it at a young age and uh dance has always been one of these things right so and and they're going to be doing dances some of them are going to be you know to one type of music which might be more on the fancy side and you know one of them might be more on like the uh 
I guess you could say on, you know, sexual in nature, but more on the, you know, the grinding side or um, something that's more along those, those lines. I don't know who gets to choose what they can and can't do in their dance routines, but I have, I have friends and they've been following their daughters around to these, um, these dance competitions for a long time. So when I saw this cuties had come out, um, you know, and they got these girls and they're all dancing competitively. I didn't think anything of it. Like I, I honestly did not stop and, and be like, like, oh my gosh, this show is, is child pornography. But I think that like it, it, society was so uneasy about it for so long that we were just waiting and then it came out and people are like, yep, nope. Uh, Netflix has gone too far. They shouldn't have a show that's just showing these, you know, I think you said 11 years old, you know, dancing in these provocative ways. So I don't know. I, I, I like the topic about it because I think it's like one of those tipping points where it's like, where do you draw the line? Uh, from what I've heard, it's the guy that wrote it. It was, it's meant mostly as a coming of age type of thing, but also there is some cynicism there about how we sexualize, you know, how, how we as a society kind of push sexuality, you know, be like children be damned like commercials and stuff everything like we plaster it everywhere and then mm. we everyone takes such offense when you know children start becoming sexually active at such a young age and it's like well it's not like you're taking care of them you're not doing anything about it. you know what i mean like you're fine with them being exposed to it as long as it's on tv or in a magazine mm-hmm. so, so wade yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta do this one i gotta do this one thing which is that uh it's actually it's actually a lady my mono my mono uh but this is, I think this is one of these things where um, a lot of the controversy maybe is more a very uncomfortable self-reflection. Can I, I was going to ask, Gunnar, I was going to ask, is this just like the same people that put these fucking two-year-old children dressed up with makeup and shit to make them look like they're 40? Are they just having guilty consciences at this point? <laughs> I, I wonder yes. that too. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if people are being too sensitive, Um, but I haven't watched the movie, so it's hard for me to make a judgment call on it. Where this has really gotten weird is a lot of people have just outright just been just slamming Netflix. They're like, first of all, cancel your subscription. Like, don't don't give any money to a company that condones this. And I and guess then we stop the uh, stop giving money to the, ch- the Catholic Church, and, but the, <laughs> right? But, <laughs> and then what they're doing is is they're getting like the most provocative like angles, right? It's it's a weird thing, right? It's kind of like you know, like every parent has 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 pictures of their child without clothing on it's just it just happens you find your child in these very in in these these situations and you capture the moment probably the most common one is the bathtub right there's a point in time where your children will all bathe together they they just they aren't like insecure about being naked around each other and almost everyone that has siblings has these photos of them in a bathtub with their siblings. The parents want to remember that because they don't want to forget this, this moment in time where, where life was, was so precious. Um, at the same token, right? A lot of the times these photos have stuff that's against, um, against, uh, you know, like, like, like a lot of social media guidelines. So Facebook, um, Facebook's AI is so good that it'll detect the naked body. But even if they don't, 
um, somebody just reports that is offensive and then Facebook will take the photo down. And this has happened. This has happened for, um, my wife several times. My wife is a firm believer that as long as you don't expose the genitalia, then you're okay. So if it's like the picture of like, you know, my four-year-old taking a leak in a spot he's not supposed to be, and it just shows his butt, my wife thinks this thinks that that's okay. And if you look at a lot of like the baby commercials on, you know, on, on, just on broadcast television, they tend to be more okay with showing the, the you know, exposing the backside like that. Um, as long as you're not showing the, you know, the, 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 the genitalia, but that said her posts get reported and, and it's generally somebody that's on your friends list or a friend of your friend, whoever you allow to show, you know, see your photos and, 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 and they report it. But I think what's interesting with the cuties is, is it's kind of like the person that's reporting it is taking a picture of it and then sharing it and saying that this is unacceptable. Right. And, and that's kind of what started happening with this cuties thing is people were taking like the, the, the shots of all of these girls in the poses that were provocative and then just sharing it saying, you know, take Netflix down. So they're actually like doing exactly what they're against. And that's sharing these provocative photos of kids, Whoa. which they say they want to take down, but they're just making more people see provocative photos of kids. It's almost the well, opposite and, and, of what they're trying to achieve. And and for real, this is like um, what originally kicked this off is that Netflix. And you can argue, you can you can question if this was intentional or not. Netflix marketed this super fucked up, like pervy vibe on it. Really? Like <clears throat> that the po the poster, yes, because like the, the posters from when it was shown over in Europe mm -hmm. are not the same ones that Netflix and Netflix is the one where they have them like doing very kind of provocative po it, it's like it's you know it, like because uh, how'd you put it? I think that this is more a movie in the veins, a vein of something like kids or gummo. Gotcha. Well, okay. And, and it like, it just, the, the people who make the fucking decisions on how things are communicated at, at Netflix fundamentally have something fucking wrong in their brain and don't understand what you know, like I, I, again like i may, maybe this is and it's like do you think that there would have been like if netflix somehow said gummo was like this fucking incredible movie how do you think that they would fucking sell that now right i don't think you, you know, could i don't i don't think you could release gummo now <clears throat> i just don't but so, so but, but so with this yeah, go ahead where this story hits headlines recently, because this cuties thing is, is is a couple of months old when everyone was outraged about it, is yeah, yep. Netflix decided that they were going to try to st start getting rid of these negative comments on social media, and I don't know if it's affecting their subscription base if they really just don't want to be associated with this. So what they did is they started getting people who were taking these, these pictures and they started issuing copyright, um, uh, you know, DMCA 
copyright violation takedown notices to like Twitter and to you know Facebook actually forcing any of these public posts that were trashing the show, forcing to take them down if they had a picture taken from the show in it. Which sounds like it's like, you know, it's like, oh, well, that's kind of smart strategy. But where this gets interesting is they only took down the bad comments. Anyone that took a picture of the show and said something good about it, they weren't taken yeah. down. They only issued takedown notices to those that were against the show. So what this really starts embarking on is, is, is Netflix abusing the, and it's not just Netflix that does this. Um, I don't, did we have a chance to talk about YouTube DL? Um, did we talk about that last week? I don't remember if we did or we I didn't. Yes, I think so. Yes. Um, did we? Okay. Yes, we did. Um, you know, it's it, it's like YouTube DL, right? Like, um, is there this is there this clear abuse of of copyright, um, where people only take down stuff that violates copyright that they that they disagree with, not what's actually violating the copyright. And if that case, if that's the case, are we actually like imposing limits on our freedom of speech um, by doing so? I, you know, why, why would I say something good about it, not be in violation of that same copyright? I'm still using something without permission and fair use actually does give me permission to take a picture of the video. Um, in most instances of fair use, it, it, it allow these types of things. You know, one of them is education. If I'm trying to educate the public on how on, on how disturbing this show is, that should be a perfectly fine, a valid reasoning of fair use. Um, but you know, when Netflix sends the takedown notices, these services they generally just comply, and they yeah, delete because, the post. Yeah, that's and that's that is horseshit. It's it's absolutely a suppression of of speech which is not okay it's like suppression of speech through like a loophole because they know any corporation knows that they can't afford to go through litigation on every single piece of content or anything mm -hmm. commented on so that they just blanket everything and they you know they they hit them with a well, it's like kind of like trademark infringement but i don't remember exactly right now it's i don't remember what it is dmc uh dmca takedown or whatever and it's it is it's suppression of of speech. It's it's like you're tell you're not allowing for critics, you know, who have always kind of been people that have consumed the material or consumed the product or whatever it is, and given their kind of educated opinion or uneducated. Well, it's educated because they've they've clearly experienced it. But giving their kind of perspective of it, I think it's 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 essentially an attack on journalism. It's also just a fucked up byproduct of the consolidation of media in general. I mean, like, what the fuck? You, you, not, not related to cuties, but like in your your fucking self censorship. You saw that Sony's buying Crunchyroll, right, right, Wade? Yes, I'm not pumped about that. I don't know what the ramifications of that are going to be. Like, are you they going to well, allow I'm, the app to be used on Xbox, or it's going to dick well, around? It's, it's, well, no, it's not even, it's not, that's, that's kind of, that is not even the big thing. The big thing is that Sony has been trying to fucking tell 
it's, again because it's weird because like you think of Sony as a Japanese company, but Sony, uh, the, the 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 film production stuff is all the American side, and the American side is basically saying Japan needs to stop being Japan needs to stop making J- Japanese anime and start making American cartoons. Fuck that shit. And it's it's effectively that entire that entire fucking genre. Unless the Japanese studios, you know, which are too busy fucking working their animators to death as is. There's no market for Japanese made American cartoons. There's not a market for it. Nobody fucking wants it. I do not understand. There's no market for it anymore. It's gone. Honestly. No, it's the the whole thing that makes the whole thing that makes it like people watch it because it's not that. Right. And it's not just for kids. It's something that the only comparison we have, maybe you could say, is like SpongeBob, where some of the jokes are kind of like racy, but they go over the kids' heads. But that's not it. It's not it. It just it's just fucking old fucking white dudes not knowing their fucking audience. <laughs> like you're too old. Get off the fucking pedestal and listen to the people under you trying to tell you what's happening. Fuck! I'm tired of this shit. Snakebite. Snakebite. We've reached time at this point. Yeah. Fucking Sony's gonna fuck up my anime. I'm not happy with that at all. 2020. Well, it was either that or much more. It was. It was either that or AT and T. I mean, they did. They did manage to finally murder uh, Rooster Teeth. So. God, just... Hey, new season of Red vs Blue coming out. I'm not. I to be honest with you, I I kind of despise Halo, so I never got into like Red vs Blue or anything like that. That's still out. Oh well, no, yes, I think it was. The, they 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 were on a production hiatus, and now everyone like who voiced any of the original ex- characters, except except for um, I think. So it's it's just Jeff and Gus. It's just Jeff and Gus at this point. So it's um, Griff and. Ah, oh, what the fuck was the other guy's name? Yeah, there's there's only there's only there's only like two of the original cast even left at the fucking company at this point. So it's like, hey, we're coming out with a new season of Red versus Blue. Do you have any of the characters that were originally in it? No. Does it have anything to do with the original story? No. I mean, it's still we're playing I I watched, fucking Halo. I think I watched. I think I watched thirty seconds of Red versus Blue way back when it first came out, and it was just. Like people playing Halo and voicing over the, the Halo characters. Is this still the same thing? Yep. <laughs> I mean, like you know, the I mean, there's an original animation inserted into it now and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just. So they're still in there. They're still like they haven't moved past the Halo costumes, the Halo outfits. No, it's it's still in that universe. It's just they they like they got they got to the point like you know Machinima like got past the especially now with unreal engine and all that stuff it's kind of past the hey we're just doing this in a video game it's like oh actually we've made fucking production tools mm-hmm. in all this you know like between source machinima and um mm-hmm. unity like they're actually pretty much that's a that's a dedicated use case in those mm-hmm. in those programs now but they're but they're still wearing their halo outfits yes <laughs> 
Yeah. I think it's going to be fucked up if a new version of, of the new season of Red versus Blue comes out before the next fucking Halo game does. Well, it's probably going to. <laughs> that's been in production. That's in that's been in production longer. Yeah, I feel like they did like a hard re- hard reset on that. But speaking like, of hard resets, do it. It's it's, it's it. time. It's time to end it. <laughs> I am falling. It. I fall asleep in my chair. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for giving us a listen. Uh. I'm a little uh, a little out of it today. Started the new gig today, and uh, it's just been it was like a 13 hour experience. So I'm, I'm tired now. <laughs> I'll, what is the new gig? Um, we'll talk about it offline. Are you allowed? <laughs> okay, I could, his but it's still, still so his, new that his, I don't know if I want to. Right he's away. filming Cuties okay. too right um, now. But uh, he's the director and writer for Cuties too. <laughs> oh, shit, you got me. You caught me. <laughs> or, it's actually or, it's or illegal. Dumb. It's a legal mushroom grower. <laughs> That's the name of the cuties too. Illegal grush- mushroom grower. Oh no. <laughs> cuties, subsequent mushroom growth. <laughs> subsequent mushroom for, growth. For subsequent <laughs> betterment of recently tarnished Kazakhstan. With that, uh thanks for getting us to listen. And uh I'll do better next week, I promise. Uh I'll be a little more well adjusted. But uh, with that we any, won't. I, I'm sure you <laughs> You guys did great. You're just dragging me along today. But I uh, I thank everybody for giving a listen. And uh, if you have any suggestions or anything like that, shoot us a message. Shoot me a text. Shoot me a message on my on, – on excuse me, on the Facebook page. And, uh, you know, let us know what you want to hear about bur- next. Pour gasoline on your front lawn and burn it in with letters into the sky. Just so that we can see it from the satellites. We can we can figure out then. Just give us close to the uh, longitude, longitude and land, la- latitude. Yeah. Gunner, just take us out. <laughs> Ride the snake. 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 Ride the snake.